0: Hello, super listeners. This is your super fun, super show. Sean DeWire, Sean Brennan, back with you again. Issue 179 to talk to you about superhero movie news, comics, things related to those things. Sean Brennan, hello. Welcome. Welcome back.
1: Oh, how are you? I'm good.
0: We have some great superhero movies coming just down the line here, of course. Spider-Man Far From Home yeah. comes out next week.
1: Are you going to go to in Very uh, excited.
0: I did for the last one. It was uh, quite a little experience going to the drive-in for Spider-Man: Homecoming because our power went out. A tree went down in the neighborhood, yeah, and our power just went out, right? So we like, well, it's eighty degrees. Our house is going to be boiling, and my wife just did not understand what it means when the internet, when the power goes out. Oh, we can use our internet. We'll just go inside and watch. We can it. use the internet, yeah. And I'm like, no, power's out. She's like, all right, well, let's just put on a DVD. And like, <laughs> powers out. she's a very very smart woman my wife but i think takes for granted wi-fi electronics
1: she's like no it's fine we can still start the stove and like <laughs> she, use the dishwasher right
0: So the last uh the spider-man homecoming i had the opportunity to go see that at the drive-in it was great yeah uh planet of the apes was uh next door and Ooh, which pl- what
1: was it the last one i think the the
0: one before the last one okay and I felt bad for those people because there was a police car right behind the screen Ooh. with its sirens on. Seriously, With its sirens on. Oh, God. I don't think it had the horn blaring at all. But, but just, si- like, lights? So you could just see the, the red and blue lights in the back of their screen. It felt terrible for those people. I hope they, they got their money back. So I I, uh, I hopefully this is going to be a, an excellent movie-going experience. You never know it. You're rolling the dice constantly anytime you're going to go to the theater, whether it be at a drive-in or going to see it in a movie theater. Spider-Man Far From Home is opening the 2nd of July, which is a Tuesday. And you and I were just discussing before the show. Is that usually the way it goes? I think, but it has to do with the fact that it's a holiday. I so we, Usually movies come out on Thursdays, but this yeah. one is coming out earlier in the week. So
1: I think what they're trying to do is, because usually it's like, Oh, box office right. uh, weekend. I think that's usually how they pull it. But I Fridays think, they start it. exactly. And
0: Thursdays are usually the premiere days, mm-hmm. as far as the early screenings, the midnight yeah. screenings. But now Tuesday, early yeah. in the
1: week. Well, I I think they're trying to be like okay, so Capitalize. midnight out, midnight showing Tuesday mm-hmm. midnight, uh, go through the rest of the week into the weekend and the holiday. I think it's I think it honestly is just to do with the fact that it's summer. Right. They know that kids are definitely want to go to go see it middle of July, no one's going to be like, I have to send my kid off to you know, fifth grade again. Everyone's around. Yeah, school's out for summer. Yeah.
0: Also, uh, camp's about to begin. So uh, right yeah. before camp gets kicks off, before that uh, that opening ju- uh revel revelry kicks off, uh, and the kids have to go into their their new dorms at camp. Right before the Fourth of July holiday, usually it's that it's that time be- after school has ended, before you send the kids away to is camp. This, this was, is the perfect time here. W- was
1: this your life? Was this your childhood? No, this is what I imagine other kids' childhoods okay. are like. <laughs> this is what I imagine
0: kids are. I kids imagine- to, after Fourth of July, after the holiday, okay, then you send the kids to oh, okay. summer camp. I okay. I, I that's what I assume happens. But we're gonna, of course, do a, a full unpacking of Spider-Man: Far From Home. Yeah, and we're also gonna be talking about J.J. Abrams is, and his son are getting into comics. DC Comics they are consolidating the way they do comics, so that's oh. exciting business.
1: I was hoping they're gonna consolidate in how they do movies. Yeah, well, that's that would have been a better idea. Maybe a
0: better idea. Maybe that's uh, the more their long game. All right. Dark Phoenix, X Men. Dark Phoenix uh, is still in theaters. Um, <laughs> it's still a thing. Some theaters. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that, of course. Black Widow. Set in the MCU, the movie, there is some early uh, little leaks that are leaking out. Like that, a wall that's trying to keep the, the, the townspeople safe. Water leaks are starting to, to drip through, and the people are soon to be in danger. Moviegoers, I've lost course uh, as far as the, uh, trying to traverse this analogy, but I'm fine with that. And also, Batman, the Tim Burton film. That yeah. came out in 1989. We are about to celebrate the 30th anniversary. Yeah. there might be some speculation, something as far as a future project that has to do with that over at DC Comics. So we'll talk about that. Spider-Man: Far From Home, coming out on the 2nd of July. Yeah, this movie, I you wonder, I assume it's going to do tremendously well.
1: I uh, I have no coming
0: off of Endgame.
1: Yeah, I have no reason to not because it's essentially the sequel to Endgame. Right. Everything's still going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much talk about multi dimensions. Yes. with Mysterio. My, yeah, there's uh, a lot of crush. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal.
0: Yes, Gyllenhaal. Lehihu, as he pronounces it. <laughs> he like one time like he was in like one of those press road things and was yeah. like, how do you pronounce your name he's like oh, you know it's like you like it's because it, he's like from the Norwegian his name like is from Norwegian descent yeah. or something but there, a lot of intrigue a lot of uh, questions centering around Spider-Man far from home on the the tale of endgame what that means for the cinematic universe this is the first film this is the last film of Marvel MCU phase three so yeah this will be the last film and then phase four which is kind of this uncertain territory so this is on the heels of Endgame, what the ramifications are of everything that happened in that film and right as you mentioned the multiverse we've gotten a full media blitz tons and tons of commercials or yeah. internet spots. so much dr pepper tons of doctor pepper what was that that car you said that you saw that, oh yeah that peter uh, parker is driving
1: it was an audi electric car mm-hmm. that's supposed to be from 2025 right um, which is a very weird so, yeah, they're the, a little in the future, I guess. Yeah, but at the right. end, it's th- so it's supposed to be Peter and his friend. I'm gonna call him mm-hmm. Ganky because Ganky, yes, the um, character
0: is based off of from Ultimate Comics. Yeah, Ned, I, Ned, I think, okay,
1: you, you choose Ned as a name, but it's Ganky from yeah, Miles yeah, yeah, Morales's
0: yeah. Spider Man run,
1: but so, uh they're they're trying to come up with something for the science school project mm-hmm. um they decide that they're going to lose so they have to call in a favor. Spider-Man right. needs to call in a favor. He calls the guy's at Audi. Oh. Yeah. Makes a deal. Yeah, yeah, cuz that's how it that works. Makes a deal with the guy saying that Spider-Man's going to swing by his kid's birthday party. Mm-hmm. Uh Tom Holland drives the Audi car to the um He's like 17.
0: So he's just barely a yeah, driver. Yeah. But
1: uh, so there's also another fact. In the first movie, he drove poorly. Yeah. And yet someone's like, yeah, I'll let the kid. Let the kid drive around. I'll body. let the kid drive around this yeah. future car. So the, the um, people who are walking around kind of like giving out the grades and, you know, the teachers are saying like, oh, this is a good job. They ask specifically, how far can it go mm-hmm. on one charge? and So it's an electric car. Yeah. So Ned and Peter say far, very far. And that's it. So there's no specifics of what this car can actually do about its charge, about how long it lasts, about anything really besides that it has heated Mm -hmm. seats. Hey. Yeah, that's it. You got me. That's it. And I'm just wondering, like... Sometimes I put a hot ham on
0: my seat <laughs> half an hour before I'm about to get ready for work. And then I remove it, get ready, throw it in the crock pot for dinner that yeah. night. Got a nice hot seat. Got a I, nice hot dinner right waiting for me when I get home. It's perfect.
1: Yeah, no, no. But it's it's so weird as a car commercial that gives mm-hmm. no information besides that it's an electric vehicle. that's hey, all you need to know. Yeah, I, I guess so. If
0: Spider-Man drives it. Audi 2025. This car is going to be hot.
1: Yeah, that's... Hot in your, hot th- in your butt. Those are the exact that's all the information I got. Like all the factual information was just that.
0: Yeah. There's a lot, obviously uh, they have a number of different commercial TV spots, tons of ads, a lot of spoilers, potential theories that are drifting around the internet right now, as far as, twists, because there was a big twist. People are always aware of twists in these in these twist. Marvel films. What's going to be the big twists? Uh, obviously, in Homecoming, you had a number of twists. One, of course, was that you had Michael Keaton's character who played the Vulture. He was actually the dad of... Peter Parker's love interest. Yeah, that was, and a, that, that 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 was, was, was a really good twist. one.
1: And also the fact that it took maybe five minutes for him yeah. to decipher that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Right. Well, everyone is just like, who is this Spider-Man? This makes well, I don't
0: understand. It just it doesn't make any sense. I don't sense. believe there haven't. I don't think there's really been any indication that Michael Keaton is going to be in this one.
1: No. As far as I know, which is good for them. Right. They've been kind of doing. um, oh, What was it? You got to be careful though with too many villains. Well, they're also doing I I think they're doing like hey everyone look over here. They're doing right. a nice misdirection where the vulture could possibly come towards the end and be like hey I'm out of right. jail now. Like that could set up the third, the third one, right. the where it's like six. I'm out of jail. They've been They're trying to get through. the
0: Sinister Six together for so long with Sony owning the the Spider-Man properties. So long, they've been trying to get every, the Sinister Six going. Every
1: new Spider-Man that comes out, how can we get a Sinister Six going? Sam Raimi four. Yeah.
0: yeah. There's obviously every single time they have a whiteboard meeting, <laughs> and it has to do with the Spider-Man movie. Every someone third just gets, one someone, is the Sinister the Six. The first thing they do is just like they open up that marker, the smelly marker. <laughs> And they just write on the big board, Sinister Six, and then do a big circle around <laughs> it. I don't understand cross though. Everything else out. Any I, other ideas that are already on the board. Cross I, it out. I
1: never got that because the Sinister Sticks, the Sinister Sticks, uh, the Sinister Six Six was That's never my, very um, good. My sticks cover group that you're Is that the Sinister Sticks? That's good. Yeah. Uh, you can you, can write, are, we're, we're you and, can write me a check later. You can write me a check later. But no, I never understood the Sinister Six yeah. as a group of villains because it always just seemed hokey. Cause yeah. like Anytime there's a group of villains, they're always just getting in each other's way. Exactly, yeah. exactly. The, the, there's always like a um, a, a leader, like Doctor Doom, who's mm-hmm. like, "I've been doing this for years. Right. Listen to me." But it's like everyone has failed time and time again. Mm-hmm. So, but let, let's work together though and fail time and time again. But all of us as a group now, right? That's that's why it's kind of a dumb
0: premise i think the sinister sticks Well, it's hard to say sinister, <laughs> sinister, sinister sticks and it's a hard thing to oh, say god sinister six sinister yeah we got it a bit of a tongue twister so they're trying to get that one going so they might tease at the end of
1: far from home there's yeah. one there's one person up there like, i could see it sinister <laughs> six all day
0: maybe michael keaton will be in the End credit, maybe extra, maybe. Se- sequence where they set up the next movie. We'll see. Uh, obviously, Michael Keaton. Uh, you wonder if he is going, what his future is with superhero movies, whether he's going to reprise his role as the Vulture or if he's going to be old man, oh yeah, Bruce Wayne. Do, do- a, are I'm you holding, are you on board for that? I'm holding on hope that they're going to do a Batman Beyond film, and you're going to have Bruce Wayne reprising his role. I, that's I, I think <laughs> it's perfect now. But there's so not to m- segue too much into something we're probably not going to talk about. No, no, it's perfect. Keep going. Yeah, but it's, I think that would be perfect. So you wonder what his next. Uh, step is going to be whether or not he's going to continue with this vulture so character. But there's so much wrong
1: with that character in Batman Beyond. Like, yeah. it's so cheesy and... You don't have to do an exact adaptation oh, of Batman But so Beyond. much has to be changed. Like, even that costume has to be redesigned. Well, you, you
0: don't have to do... You could just borrow the elements that work. Old man Bruce Wayne works trying to train a protege protege you can have the protege be anything you don't yeah. have to have yeah. anything borrowing the character that they developed for batman beyond you don't you can have it be a brand new character or something else but i would love i think people would love an old man bruce wayne but i digress so no, I, I, yeah, I, I agree spider-man far from home comes out next week Mysterio, it could be a a potential uh, red herring where they're saying, oh, he is this this good guy from a parallel universe from the multiverse that they
1: turns out he's a villain could
0: likely a villain. They haven't expressed that uh, explicitly in the commercials yet that he is a villain but he's likely a villain i mean he's on dr
1: pepper let's be honest dr pepper isn't very good
0: drink of a new generation is it
1: what what new generation the generation without prior knowledge of of tastes
0: yeah us hot young 30 year olds drinking our dr pepper jake gyllenhaal is of course playing your mysterio character and in the comics he is a villain Mm. He is a an old Spider-Man, 1960s, 1970s villain, yeah, and he's a, kind of a hokey villain from that I, day. But they've they've modernized him; they they made him seem
1: cool. I mean, I'll be interested to see what they actually do because he was an illusionist yeah. mm-hmm. originally, where he was kind of hard on. Right. Like he was falling on a hard time. So he decided to use his illusions to go after Spider-Man. And that's to kind what of this prove... might be. Well, yeah. He's, so he's,
0: pre- he's pretending it's an illusion that he is this, this good guy, this Ooh. hero.
1: So, so he, he Jake Gyllenhaal is playing a character, playing a character.
0: Yeah. Who knows? You don't know if he is a villain, if the multi-dimensional parallel universe story that he mentions in the commercials that he's from a parallel earth yeah. or if that's, if that's a lie. Because they have explored that the multiverse does exist in Endgame. Yeah. So is this, is that true? Are we going to start exploring the multiverse or is that a lie?
1: I think, I think what you're going to do, because Nick Fury's back. Nick Fury is back. So I think what you're going to have is you're going to have a lot of um, half catching up Mm -hmm. to do on that side because you're going to have essentially the emotional core is Peter Parker losing that father figure who gave, who basically made him to be out a better Mm Spider-Man and then you're going to have the Mysterio character coming in. I mean, honestly, it'd be great if Mysterio was like, like he made like a robot, Nick Fury, everything everyone thought was going like, Oh yeah, it goes super deep. super like illusionist. Yeah. yeah, So actually Nick, uh, Nick Fury is really one of those Nick Fury dolls. Uh You remember those? Those like, okay. So they're supposed to be um, the life model dolls. Mm hmm. And all those were was so that Nick Fury could be Nick Fury. In different places. Yeah, in a bunch of places all at once. Sure. So now Mysterio, to prove how great of an illusionist he is, has actually built himself a Nick Fury one. Mm. Nick Fury's dead in the ground. Uh, Nick Fury showed up at Tony Stark's funeral. He knew it. Yeah. Mysterio knew it because he's that good. He's there you quite go. a man quite a man there you go i just wrote the best ending you could have marvel
0: he is so i, th- I think this is an intriguing character because you don't know what to believe yeah with this mysterio uh, who is now posing as a hero but where he's
1: historically exactly. been a villain exactly i think that as a as a movie character it's good because yeah. you're he's either going to be in like one or two movies mm-hmm. or maybe just this one he's not gonna be you're not gonna see him over a hundred times and right. like you're not going to see him get defeated and defeated and defeated so i think that they're going i hope that they throw everything for this mysterious character out there because it opens up so much cgi and opens up basically pandora's box for the writers to be like well what can we do right and then what can't we do which is basically like we can do whatever we want
0: well that's the thing that's kind of the problem the conflict that the paradox you're you're introducing with the multiverse, right? So if you introduce a multiverse, you have parallel Earths. There are Earths out there, and they're all grieving right now in the MCU, following the events of Endgame, that Tony Stark is dead. He sacrificed himself. But if you have multiple Earths, parallel Earths out there, there are ones, conceivably, where Tony Stark is alive. So you could easily... So, I don't know, things kind of lose their emotional don't do the time traveling don't do the time travel thing
1: when you introduce
0: it, that nothing really matters because there's a tony stark stark and a thousand other the only so you thing that made
1: the, the thing that made endgame great was mm-hmm. that it resolved tony stark captain america and right. black widow i think that really made the movie good right and I, I like even thinking about it after we had talked about it last time and after uh we had seen it and after talking to other people i still think it's a great movie but mm-hmm. only because of those deaths. If sure. they didn't have those the resolutions and the two deaths, it would have been a horrible movie. It just would have been like a fun be like, well, that was stupid, but hey, like it was three and a half hours, whatever. Yeah. Well, there was a lot to include in there, obviously. And yeah. You
0: had uh, a really satisfying conclusion for some of the characters. One of the issues I think that stem out of, again, going back to the multiverse conversation, oh, as far as how that factors into that there's the, not
1: more Nick Cage. Well, as Gamora as Noir.
0: is walking around as a Gamora. Gamora as we know it yeah, yeah, yeah. is yeah. locked away in the still in the Soul Stone as as the exchange piece yeah. that that Thanos used to get the Soul Stone in yeah. Avengers uh, Infinity War. So we have a a Gamora from the past walking around in present day. So it's interesting how they're going to kind of use the multiverse and time travel to well, maybe kind also, of do a patch work of fixing their universe when characters age out or they need to like have like, Oh, Hey, we need a refreshed version of uh, Captain America. Let's just grab one from the past or well, from apparently it's interesting how they're going to use the multiverse in the past now that they have access. Well, to
1: you that. also saw that Nebula killed her old self mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. her, her, like her older self is dead but who she was through the progress of the films right. is still alive, which doesn't make sense.
0: Well, hopefully they continue to introduce when it comes to time travel and using parallel Earths Yeah, as far as there being a cost every single time. They mentioned in, in Endgame that when you mess with time, time messes back, and yeah. that's what was the result of Thanos from 2014 coming back coming back to present day because they messed with time there yeah. for Thanos. So that was uh, the cost of doing that. So maybe they're going to stay away from do- messing with it too much because not only does it does not make things messy story-wise, but it really makes things messy. Just it does. Things losing their overall significance story-wise when you can kill any character and have them come back from another universe. So there's, I'm curious to see what direction they're going to use uh, with this Mysterio character, if they're going to go fall out with the multiverse, he's from a parallel earth and what's going on h- on his parallel earth. And yeah. uh, can we explore other ones? Or if that's just a red herring, if he's not from a parallel earth and therefore that kind of closes that door and uncomplicates things. Cause by really opening up the multiverse, you're really I mean, look at comics.
1: Well, <laughs> I, well comics it, It's also like, one of those times where um, it's like the star Wars mm-hmm. films after those three initial films, everyone right. was like, well, let's expand this universe. Right. Let's, you know, this is a galaxy far, far away, but it's an entire galaxy. We can do whatever we want. And then after a while, they're like, oh, we have to rein some things in. We have mm-hmm. to trim some things down, make things a little bit more, you know, lean as opposed to so fatty. And I think that may be something they have to, you know, really deal with. Like, are you going to go ahead and have this 20 year plan? And then maybe like, like, 10 years down the road be like oh we yeah. we don't mean those things we did to five years ago uh, that's not a thing anymore i guess you have
0: to have a device in, in a way whether it be using time travel or multiverses maybe to fix things uh so we'll see i'm curious to see how they're going to use it if it's going to be something that's going to enhance yeah the mcu or if it's going to be kind of the undoing of well the MCU. and the
1: ptsd that everyone yes, in spider-man sure. far from home has to deal with because that's that timeline is still what 2024 Right, or so something like Far that? From
0: Home, they they jumped ahead five years in Endgame, and that's where we are right now. So we're probably about 2024, 20, 2025, uh, so we're taking place a little bit in the in the future right now in Endgame. Yeah. Uh, last film in Phase 3, so they're really, imagine, going to... They tied up some loose ends in Endgame, of course, but I think they're really going to tie up any remaining loose ends best they can. Yeah. B- because this is the true final chapter of phase three in the mcu yeah. before we move forward uh last thing i i want to discuss you know what? as it pertains fat to thor? spider-man do fat thor fat Va- 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 thor yeah what questions remain with phase four <laughs> with him with the future that's very interesting the last uh thing i kind of want to go back to as pertains to spider-man far from home you've of course heard theories rumors things that have come out what's what have been the most interesting notable ones you've heard Pertaining to Far From Home that you've heard so far, have you heard really any like theories that might be in this film?
1: I've actually so when these things come out, I right. just stay away from it's them. Tough.
0: It, it, I I do my best too, but I, there have been some that have leaked out that have entered L- my like orb. what
1: like what? Let me know.
0: And these are not spoilers. These are I think theories that I've heard. I these are not confirmed spoilers. But okay. The ones I've heard that I hope this isn't true that the spider that bit Spider Man uh-huh. was. Developed by Tony Stark. Okay, that's a theory. I don't know what that's based off of at all. What would you think if they
1: ended up doing that? That's fine by me. It makes that. No, it makes sense. I I mean, well, okay. What would
0: Tony Stark, who is a weapons weapons. arms, what is that? How is that a weapon though? It. Mutating spiders. I think that doesn't. That's a real loose loose interpretation as far as what Tony's how he used to make his money. Okay, so hold on. Manipulating spiders. I think that's not. I don't think that works. Well, it's
1: also the idea of um, the creation of the spider webbing. There's also Mm -hmm. the idea of like working on like developing new technologies, and instead of um, weapons, defenses. I think that that could be a thing. And also, when you don't have an Oscorp that created the spider, you don't have that. Well, we don't that yet. answer. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, we don't yet. So, we... if you don't have that yet mm. and you want to answer that question now, the easiest way to do it is just Tony Stark. I also, don't, I feel like that's uh, too easy. Well, also, it wraps it up in a very Quentin Tarantino esque way, where like the person who made you was also the person who just died. So, like you were given these powers by someone who then trained you mm. to use those powers and hone in those powers. I mean, that's that's the best way I could explain that. I think that's too much of a neat bow. Yeah, um, no, it's God, it's Convenience really, Village. It's really, really Convenience
0: Village. Hitting you over the head. Oh, man, he really is a father figure. Yeah, right. Tony Stark to yeah, this character. Yeah. I don't think everything single thing that is, I think it's too much where every single. Too coincidental. Right. Every single important thing that has happened to Peter Parker was a result of t- Tony Stark in some way. Yeah. I don't know. I hope that one doesn't come. I mean, you don't even, true.
1: honestly, with this, you don't even need to explain mm-hmm. that because you never had that, like, Oh, this is the moment he got bit. That was right. never a thing. And I'm really glad that. B- for that, to be honest. I
0: hope they don't get into the trappings of feeling the need now that they have a movie under their belt. Like, now nah, let's go back. No, no. You, and answer some of the questions. That's the best thing. Because they, they, the,
1: no one cares about that. Everyone who was, like, talking mm-hmm. about the movie, no one was ever like, you know what we need? We needed to see that spider We need we need that in the first movie. Everyone is uh, has already jumped on it, everyone's moved on, and everyone's happy with that. I don't think I think that's stupid. There is no reason, I think, to introduce the spider unless you are planning on introducing
0: Silk. Now, Silk is a character from the comics who was recently introduced a few years ago who they revealed is a spider powered character. It's It's a female who has her own thing going on. I won't go into no, that, no. but it's, it's kind of a, her own uh, contrived uh, whole thing, but she was bitten by the same spider that Peter Parker was bitten by. after yeah. Before it died, I guess it bit her too. I guess she was in the next room it was, also using, it, it was a thing. <laughs> it was a thing. Um, you could do that. Um, that's the only reason I think, because then that's a reason to introduce the spider. If you're just doing it as kind of a throwaway connection, just to have another connection, Tony Stark. I don't know. I think unless you're actually making the spider significant in that it, it Bit another character, and they, I don't. Know, it, it expands the universe in some way. Don't harken back
1: to the spider. No, I mean to me that that doesn't need to happen. Also, right. it's a weird thing to be like, hey, they were doing other spider people, even though this was an unknown mm. superhero for a, probably a good four, probably a good four years right. before he came into Silver War.
0: Cindy Moon, I think is her name, and she is the character Silk. And yes. the way she's introduced is she is bitten by the spider, and there is. Uh, Was it Morlock or Morlin or something? Some some vampire type character who is after her and other type of spider Characters, characters. Yeah. So she somehow ends up getting locked away in this safe house, this locked room a doomsday room that automatically seals itself. And she's been in there for the last 10, so however many years after she was bitten. That's why she has been on the board. And then she gets released from that. Um, that's what's keeping Moreland, I guess, at bay is the fact that she is not, that she's locked away in this room where if she, yeah. once she gets released and Peter Parker in the comics releases her by accident, Morlin is this character who then awakens and is aware of her. It's being a whole out there. thing. It's a whole thing. So uh, if you introduce the spider to then, introduce that storyline, I'm okay with that. But just to do it to have another tie back to Tony Stark when I think you already have enough uh, is I think overkill. And the other one I heard is that he is going to be the voice and again, this is going to be expensive. If you have him be the voice of the AI inside of Peter Parker's iron spider oh so so instead of
1: instead of the the female voice Friday yeah yeah. Uh,
0: it's Tony Stark's voice his AI oh that's that's super easy
1: that's I don't know I feel like you that's another no no you know expensive payday oh no they already have Robert Downey Jr's voice (laughs) well so like that that's going to be a thing where these characters the technology is now so advanced that they don't need Tony Stark. At all, at any point again, they don't need right. Robert Downey Jr. to sign off on anything they again. They have all of his words. Well, no, they already have. They've already has. They already have his face. They already have mm. photos. There's so much of Robert Downey Jr. that they can just do a young Robert Downey Jr. any, any point, anywhere. anytime, and they just need Robert Downey Jr. to be like, "Oh, so we you signed that contract, right?" And he's like, "I guess so." They're like, "You bet you did." And so they have his likeness, his voice, his face. They have everything that is Robert Downey Jr. from the day he dies to the day he was born
0: i just imagine very ominous types of negotiations contract signings with him and like mickey mouse in a dark room Aha! huh you signed your life away uh-huh and <laughs> i imagine he is just a, in a dark desk in a dark room just telling people you just see the ears the behind they, him. Yeah, the mistake they made uh, in signing a contract oh, with disney with you the thought
1: this was just gonna be a few movies didn't you boy uh-huh and
0: also uh that's so that's very exciting uh those are the weirdest leaks i've heard that i hope do not come true i think yeah it's too com i i think any more because th- it seems like they're going very Iron your man post Iron your man's death uh, centric as far as the, the themes oh yeah it's super it's going to be super heavy or, i don't think you need any more whether it be a voice in ai or the reason that he got bit by a spider who was was Tony Stark's doing. I think you could have that be any I think that maybe is granted you've done it a number of times with Oscorp being involved with creating the spider that bit yeah Peter Parker. Maybe you go another direction.
1: Or don't mention the spider. You know it'd ball. actually be really good if they introduce mm-hmm. Ironheart.
0: They you could do Ironheart who is a another uh, version of Iron Man, a female young student who is in some type of scientific college or something MIT MIT makes her own Well, so
1: she she built it then went to MIT right she got a full scholarship to MIT because she built it on her own you got to be careful though I think if you I'm just thinking back to
0: the all-new Avengers the all-new Marvel initiative that they did maybe three or four years ago where they introduced all of these new characters that were based off old characters and sales did not spike and I think this is maybe in the in the mind of Marvel executives, like, you know, introducing these new revamped new versions of these legacy characters doesn't always work. Um, it didn't seem to increase sales when we did this a number of years ago, when you had Jane uh Foster come as come in as new. Uh, new Thor or even Miles Morales when he was introduced as like, maybe like the, the lead Spider-Man yeah. in the 616. So I think there are, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, I would like to see an Ironheart character maybe introduced into the universe. We'll see how that ends up working. But so far I'm very, uh, I've been keeping away from as many spoilers as I can because the, they're going all in with this being an MCU film. The media blitz has been just Huh. overwhelming that's so many to cans avoid. of dr pepper thrown right. through my window oh my god i trying to avoid all the new different versions of the trailers they have out for Spider-Man Far From Home. I'm very excited. Uh, at this point, I am ready to see the movie so I can avoid seeing all the stuff yeah. that's surrounding it, whether it be spoilers, leaks, people's theories that may or not, may not be based in reality. So um, we'll have, of course, our thoughts on that. Maybe a special review issue of the Super Friends Super Show on a uh, future edition of the Super Friends Super Show. But moving on, uh, speaking of the MCU, we'll talk about this really quick. The Black Widow movie is happening, apparently. We've heard a number... of of rumors that this was in the works we now have a potential logo have you seen the leaked logo no i haven't it's very very basic you have black widow and in the middle of that the black widow symbol good enough uh and that's but apparently that's been leaked so they're really working on this film they're uh, apparently someone noticed that they are filming in budapest um black widow they constantly talk about that that's right they are they caught um a, a stunt double for Starly, Scarlett Johansson with Black Widow there. Apparently Scar- Scarlett Johansson was not there in the flesh. The working title, the alias of the film, is Blue Bayou. So do you think that has anything to do with... The, you know, they always have these... Um, is that
1: just another Star Wars reference I don't get?
0: all uh, Many films, many big budget films when they're filming and they don't want word to get out that they're filming scenes already because people obviously would flock these sets. Yeah. And when they're filming out in, in, in the wild... They have like these crazy working titles, yeah. Like what was it, Space Bear? Yeah, or I, the Last Jedi. I, I don't Jedi. get it. Like
1: everyone knows this. Like there's never yeah. a time when someone's like movie
0: Space Bear, Blue, Blue Harvest. What I think was the working title for either the original Star Wars or Empire Strikes Back. That's
1: the only one that can be a, like an actual movie. But like right.
0: Blue Bayou, Blue Bayou. So it's it's one of those red herring ones where they're trying to not get people to to swamp their sets with the filming because if, if people heard oh hey man i'm in budapest uh i would love to go see some of the scenes filmed for this upcoming black widow film I can't wait but, so but yeah it, it's if, interesting if,
1: if you know movies mm-hmm. you know that like the worse the name the more possible that it is that that's a fun big movie mm-hmm. like if that was me i'd be like oh yeah yeah i think i'm gonna go check out this blue bayou mm-hmm. I don't, believe, cool. I don't trust you.
0: Well, that's what they, I think they're trying to make it sound as weird and as obscure as possible with these working title names. Call it Green Lantern 2. Yes. Yes, you will not. Yeah, they'll stay away from that. Like the plague. What do you think of a
1: Black Widow solo film? I think it's a little late. Mm-hmm. I also think that it has, for me to really enjoy it, it would have to be a lot more like so, like, um, Winter Soldier. Right. Because to me, that was... That was exactly like the source material. It was very spy-like. A lot of good fight scenes. There weren't a lot of extras in the movie as like actual people. The, the scenes themselves were very closed off. They were very tight. There's like, it's this person dealing with this person, like a spy novel, like a spy movie. And I hope that that gets taken over to Black Widow because she is a spy. She's a Russian spy, mm-hmm. and that's what she does. I think that is the best way to go. If they do something different, I won't be mad, but I would, ha- I would wonder what it'd be more like if it was more, again, like a spy movie. Yeah, it's
0: going to be interesting to see what direction they take with this, if this is going to be,
1: how much of an origin film this is,
0: Going back to her days being trained as part of the Black Widow, yeah, Academy. I can't. The name of the. Academy I I honestly
1: of... don't know. That's the thing. There's so much I don't know about that character. Right.
0: Or her, well, that's I think almost by design the fact that they have not yet done an origin film that has filled in those yeah. those gaps. What well, her so, relationship is like with uh with, with Clint with Clint uh, Hawkeye. There's a lot of ground they could cover. I don't know. Clearly, this is not a film that people are clamoring for. But it could it's in the MCU. People trust that brand. So that'll be likely in phase four. No doubt. They're already filming it. So that's just something that I felt uh, compelled to report that there this information has leaked. No, thank Logo's you. Leaked. So this is definitely on on the docket films that they are, you know, obviously phase four is starting to to take shape. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, no doubt, will be part of that. The internals. Is another one that is going to be part of this? Is the internal? Is that the DC or is my right with that being Marvel? The
1: Eternals. Eternals, I think that's Marvel. That's Marvel because they, the they have e- a
0: similar sounding one over at DC that I always confuse. Well, but they're they're also trying to get off the ground.
1: I think the Eternals are the um. That's Marvel. Yeah, that, but but they're the giant like right. beginning of the universe galaxy mm-hmm. sort of deal is. Mm-hmm. So I think that might be something that might have to deal with. Maybe Gardens of the Galaxy?
0: There's concept art leaked. And it could be fan art of a young Thanos maybe even being in this film. Just, I don't know. We'll see. That, that'll, like, that'll come to be, I guess, whether or not it's. Going and then the be.
1: Cosmic Ghost Rider raises it, yes. and then it becomes like a weird Punisher Thanos, and like whatever. A lot of stuff happens.
0: So, yeah, a lot of uncertainty. And speaking of phase three, going back to that really quick before we move on, yeah. they are re releasing. Putting back in theaters. Oh yeah. Avengers endgame. Are
1: you excited to sit through another three and a half hours for twenty more minutes? Oh, is it twenty minutes? I thought not know. I heard
0: it was gonna be six minutes of new footage is going to be part of this what? new release of Seriously? Avengers Endgame. Ser- are, are, There's are gonna you, be a new end credits, and I'm not sure if that's Who yet. the fuck cares. There's gonna be a new end credit scene, which they did not have in the original.
1: Yeah. So, run of well, Endgame. We also talked about that earlier and I'm mm. pretty sure that if it would have surpassed Avatar the first time around right. they wouldn't have done this. It would have been something they would have released on mm-hmm. DVD as opposed to the like sending it back out to movie theaters. Yeah, that theorists. is
0: curious. That is curious. I don't know I I could pull it up right now but I think they they have yet to surpass avatar has yeah. the top they're, grossing they're going movie to, ever they're
1: going to in time right but everyone was assuming that probably within like the first month it was going to happen mm-hmm. it's been past the well, first now they're month. trying
0: to hedge their bets and yeah. putting out this re-release yeah. with with a couple more minutes with of, six
1: more minutes
0: short of stuff maybe they weren't ready to have an end credit sure. sequence and they really wanted to make it seem like a like a real finale and Cheapening that experience would be having an end credit sequence,
1: but you do that on the DVD. You do it on the DVD. You, you do that on the DVD for the box set that's going to cost a hundred dollars.
0: So I don't know. I'm I'm kind of torn on whether or not this is just a a really cheap ploy to get people. Oh, it totally is to get some more money. Or if this is something an extra bonus that they they want to give people. Like, listen, we're starting to unveil our plans for Phase Four. The secrets are starting to be let out. You know, hey. People accept that this, you know, ha- seem to have liked Endgame. Therefore, we're gonna give you this this bonus scene at the end here. Therefore, people aren't upset now that we had the the film in the theaters for so many months. That you know, people feel like oh, they're cheapening it by now previewing stuff ahead where yeah. this is supposed to be a finale. And and now people, you know, I think would be more well, accepting of it. So I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see where what direction this kind of takes. If this is really a cheap kind of
1: well, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about someone who went and Paid full price for mm-hmm. admission, sat through the movie, watched it, and now they're trying to tell you, wait a minute. Well,
0: maybe for Six someone more who hasn't seen the film yet for whatever reason, or would have gone, it, with it still being in theaters right now, would have gone and seen Endgame again. This is a special little bonus for those people. I certainly hope that there are pe- people out there who are not going to see this film and paying full price again just to see these 6 minutes. Oh god, no. Those so, are the there people are so there are many people. That I, hope I feel they're like they're not trying to lure in like hey, let's get people to pay for another ticket just to see these 6 bucks to see these 6 minutes, I hope. Even
1: if they got half. Just exactly 50% of the population mm-hmm. that went to go see that movie the first time around. Right. They would be golden. Well, sure, sure.
0: And so, the, yeah, so I'm going to see, it's going to be curious to see how that turns out. Are you
1: going to, are you going to make sure like you're going to look at the timestamp from the old movie and compare <laughs> it to the new one? Just show up like, at the very be end. Be like, it better be six minutes, better be six minutes or n- n- no less, no less. If it's five minutes and 54 seconds, I'm going to sue.
0: No date yet as far as when that new footage is going to be included in Endgame, when that's actually going to occur. I, I imagined so as not to conflict with, Far from Home. Probably after that, I assume. Once they're starting, once after a week oh or my two, God. No, to no. get people back into the theaters after Far from Home, to keep the the push after that starts to lose. They're going to do a stream. secret
1: weekend, oh, okay, where, where they release it the weekend right before Spider Man Homecoming, and it's just that weekend. Oh, okay, just that. Well, just Far that from we- Home. Okay, it's just, just that weekend. They're like, you know what? It's going to be a big thing. You might want to see that. And all for the, the extra footages
0: is just like another trailer for Far from Home. That's all it is. That's all it is. Another trailer for Far From Home. So moving over to DC. Well, you know
1: what? Last thing before we move over to DC. Yeah.
0: Uh, Dark Phoenix. Oh, yeah. That That
1: was a movie, wasn't it?
0: It is. It is continuing to flop. The projections were that Dark Phoenix was going to lose $100 million. They've been adjusted now, where they actually indeed might lose $200 million. I'm not sure where that puts things
1: as far as the worst bombs of all time, but it
0: has to be up there.
1: I mean so I don't know how much you looked into that, but it was probably maybe mm-hmm. a week, week and a half. Don't, um, fact check me on that where the director started to come out and was like, it was my fault. Right. I'm yeah. sorry. He's everyone done an apology. This tour. was a thing. And he didn't blame the writers. He didn't blame the studio. He's mm-hmm. like, it's me. You got to fall on your sword a little bit. I think it's, you either take,
0: uh, Simon kind Kinberg, who sure. is the director? He's been a, the longtime producer for these X Men films yeah. over at Fox. Kind of falling on his sword. You could either do that in hopes that you can get work again in the future, <laughs> or you could be Josh Trank, who just goes, you know what? The studio intervened. It, it's their fault. I'm the genius, and he can't get work again. No, so I no, think sometimes, because no one walks
1: wants to work with someone who's like, yeah, oh, who's a problem? Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's the smartest deal, especially with him mm-hmm. possibly wanting to work with again, those right, characters again, right. because the only people that are going to work with those characters again is Marvel, right. not Fox. So to this state,
0: they have made a paltry $208 million worldwide on a $200 million budget. Um, so if you take into consideration what the advertising budget was, oh, yeah. other things like that, and the fact that the second weekend or so, the way that it works out as far as having a film in movie theaters is you get, it It varies based on the film, a lofty percentage of the cut that first opening weekend. That's why movie studios make such a play to get as big of the why the opening weekend the opening week is so important for movie studios because they get the largest percentage of ticket sales. Yeah. And then as it goes on the second weekend, third subsequent weekends, they get a smaller and smaller percentage of movie sales and the the theaters get the get a larger percentage. Yeah. So, um so that's why 200, as this goes on now, they're going to get less and less and less money as this continues at theaters. They are now, they've dropped by half based on the amount of theaters they are now in. Makes sense. So this film is a bomb, I th- exceeding the type of proportions they were expecting with this
1: being a lame duck film. You wanted James McAvoy. You got a bald right. James McAvoy. Do you ever think that was a problem? You, you took his hair away? He was gorgeous with hair. So they're losing
0: 44% of theaters. So they are now, they will lose 1,667 theaters in just its third week of release. Yeah. It that's wasn't a good film.
1: Everyone who's who I've talked to that has seen that film mm-hmm. has told me they didn't understand the characters. They didn't understand mm-hmm. motivations for characters. I've, I haven't seen it. I have yeah. no interest in seeing it. I talked to a friend of mine who I trust and he was saying that they didn't understand the motivation of Professor X, like, sure, as a character who's been central to every X Men film, to mm-hmm. every franchise of X Men. And this one, they didn't understand it. What's motivations? Yeah, were, what the, was going on? Right? right. They wrote something that didn't work out, and you know what? There, that that was your final hurrah, and you bombed it. <laughs> So this is going to be a tough pill to swallow for Marvel now,
0: who owns the characters, how they're going to take this. If this really hurts the overall perception of the X-Men, if this tarnishes them in the public, if this has to delay their plans as far as reintroducing them into the MCU, because this is such a huge bomb. No, I think think it works.
1: I think it works in their advantage because Fox did such a terrible job handling these characters Mm -hmm. When you give them to what people believe is a studio who, granted, is a monster, but who can make good movies, especially blockbuster movies that are social events, because that's honestly what they've become. They haven't become I movies that like you see in passing. They become movies that you see with everyone it's it's almost kind it kind of brings back to the days of like the huge blockbuster films where everyone was talking about it, almost like tv where it's like did you see that episode of da, da, da. Sure, now sure. it's did you see that movie that was four and a half hours long and i think that right. what's going to happen is you're going to have disney write a semi-decent script it doesn't even have to be that good i'm sure it just has to be better than anything fox has done and that's not that hard right so with this now, you know
0: you have to assume that they are going to be very tentative how they're going to introduce the mutants and the X-Men yeah. into the universe. I imagine it's going to be a very slow rollout. I cannot imagine that they're just suddenly the X-Men all at once. Yeah. We're all here. And I mean, it's also the, the it's fact. It's going to be slow like they introduced this character, one movie, maybe a pair of other characters, another one, well, and so on. The, the only character
1: have you have that originally came from the X-Men mm-hmm. is Wanda. Right. Um, and she was gifted. They couldn't say mutant, so yeah. there's no quote mutation. There's only a gift.
0: They I don't even think they were allowed to say gifted. I thought I thought they in were. No, I think that was a copyrighted phrase that they were not allowed to oh. use in oh, well. um, Avengers: 8 of Ultron when she was introduced. So uh, and and then the last thing about Dark Phoenix, the speculation was that they had to refilm the ending of the, of the of dark Phoenix was Ron it was, Howard involved because he was too. Yeah, I know with his, uh, his stellar work on solo, they had to redo the ending of the film because originally they were going to use the scrolls in dark Phoenix. And as you know, captain Marvel used the scrolls. So they were going to have the scroll. Why, be part why of would finale. they do that? Because I, there was, there were characters and I guess they introduced aliens that were, um, Vital to the the plot in Dark Phoenix, and I guess they had to change who those aliens were to not make them skulls. Sure. So they ended up changing the finale because it was too close to Captain Marvel, which I cannot believe they didn't know before they planned on filming it. Or it we maybe, we've been doing this for several
1: years. We've done rewrites. And who's Captain Marvel? Right. Who's Brie Larson? And what are these skulls? Yeah,
0: it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Squalls? How much of a Squalls. bomb on every single level yeah. this Dark Phoenix was, and I'm sure they are over Marvel. More than happy to wipe the slate clean I feel like enough time has passed.
1: I I, kind of feel like they were trying so hard to pump it out. Right. Where they're just like, this is ending. We got to get out. We got to get out. We got to get out. Mm -hmm. As opposed to just being like, okay, this is our last shot. Right. If we could at least make this good, the residuals will be good. But it wasn't good. The residuals are terrible. And now everyone who's been a part of that. Who is not an actor, who I mean, maybe who even was an actor are gonna be dealing with though that terrible choice. Sure. Well, uh next thing I want to talk about is the director, JJ
0: Abrams. Oh, uh, yeah. Known for a number two. JJ Flensplay. Most recently, uh his his directorial work on Abrams Star Wars, Flensflare. the rise of Skywalker, very exciting. He is gonna That to was be, your
1: favorite movie, wasn't it?
0: Well, the Rise of Skywalker coming up. Yeah. I'm very excited Favorite. about it of course to uh to conclude the sequel trilogy that they're gonna be doing very soon he obviously has done work in the past with you know with Star Wars and he's he, got a lot of clout he's he was going to do a Superman. Film Superman Flyby is what it was tentatively titled a while really? ago. Oh yeah, he he had done a film Superman Flyby. It never got filmed, but it was there was a script. They were gonna do it. He was gonna be part of it. So he has been in that realm, superhero realm, and now it's being introduced that in September he is going to be writing along with his son a six issue Spider Man comic. Yeah. And it's going to be his son, Henry, I believe, Henry Abrams. He's going to be writing a, a comic alongside his son with artwork by Sari Pacelli, who is the co-creator of Miles Morales. And there is a screenshot of what the cover is going to look like for the first one. Have you seen this? Uh, I have. Cover? I. Ha- it's, it's also
1: a weird it's cover. It's, it's a weird cover. It's, it's a very bland cover. Yeah. Because like in the state of shows too much well, and, and it's not well drawn enough, well, even in the state of like covers you see nowadays, right. like everything. So that they a good cover will sell for hundreds of dollars mm-hmm. where this is, it reminds me of like an early two thousands cover. Yeah. Very where bland. Yeah. So bland. Where it's just like, Hey, here's Spider-Man Here and Mary, Mary Jane and the an background's blue, character. right? The background just blue with
0: an ominous character with red eyes and they are apparently going to be introducing a original character as part of this, this run. And I don't know if this is going to be tied into the main line, Marvel continuity. I Marvel hope 616. not. 616. The main villain, brand new villain, uh, original villain. Riptide. Cadaverous. 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 What? I don't know. We don't know anything about him, which is fine. Oh, I, I am very welcoming towards new characters, new ideas. It's hard to get a new character accepted and, and off the ground, but they're going to try this. And I don't know the his uh, his tutelage, his son Henry Abrams. He's a young I guy. I didn't know he had a son. He's a, he he's either very much in his young twenties or at his late teens. I don't know if he's written comics before. This almost seems like a gift to his son to get like a yeah. kind of a uh, a. Um, a project to gift something to his son. To have well, everyone's little, been talking about that.
1: Th- that's been a thing that's been floating around. Where mm. it's like, is this more of a project for a he- for J. Abrams, right? Or is it more of a project for his son who hasn't done anything? Right. This well, almost seems. Yeah. Well, this almost seems kind of like. I'm giving my son this gift. It's right. it's like the dad who owns the furniture store or Will who, Smith.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Will Smith with all his kids trying to get them into movies and it's hard. Uh, so, but comics is such a, such a, a, genre, you know, such a, um, small little pocket. You know, I don't think it's gonna make too many waves.
1: Well, it's also, why did he choose Spider-Man? Y- you could have, you could have written yeah. a third tier character that people, that like people would be like, Oh, I don't know who that character is. Like how every time that a new series comes around, the first story arc is usually written by a very well-known writer. It's Mm -hmm. a third tier character like Moon Knight with Warren Ellis, who knocked it out of the park for six issues left. And then everyone else has carried on after that. There was Jeff Lemire and he Mm -hmm. did a fantastic job. So I I, I don't know quite why besides like a little boy's wet dream writing Spider-Man, Why he's writing Spider Man. So the
0: the father and son pair announced their new comic on a video on Twitter. And yeah, it's just going to be called Spider Man, no snazzy special title, just simply called Spider Man. And his 20 year old son is going to be helping him with writing this, whether it be the idea. And JJ is going to be doing the
1: Dad, I got an idea for Spider Man.
0: But I think it's with JJ Abrams because he is such a notable. Uh, He's a name. writer. He's a name. You can't just
1: have him do, I don't know, a Hawkeye book or, but, but I think that would have been better. I mean, honestly, like everyone loves Spider-Man so much mm-hmm. that this is either going to be bland and boring And everyone's going to be like, well, yeah, this isn't a good story. Or it's going to be touted as one of the best Spider-Man stories ever.
0: We'll see. We'll see how this kind of goes. There's been a mixed history with celebrities, non-comic, traditional comic writers coming in and doing doing books. I think of Kevin Smith, who has has mixed reviews. So much Batman. Yeah, so much mixed reviews as far as some of the work he's done. Tons of different uh, writers from different... different genres, different outlets who have come in and tried their hands at writing comics. And sometimes they knock it out of the park. It's it's a good fit and sometimes not so much. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested
1: to see what direction uh, that ends up taking. I'm interested to know how much his son has done. Yeah. Because again, it's either J.J. Mm. Abrams has written a good amount with his son and they kind of share duties like Terry Gilliam and Neil Gaiman or is it going to be his son wrote all of it and his father's just a name they slapped on to get the book published.
0: Yeah, I don't believe that... Hen- I'm looking at Henry Abrams' credits here on his IMDb. MD- he has a couple of um, film credits, visual effects uh, in 2018, art department credit camera and electrical department and miscellaneous de- um uh, credit in 2018 for the Cloverfield project pro- uh, paradox. So nothing like a writing credit. It's oh, wow. all kind of stage crew type of, you know, art department. It sounds like credits, he was so sick nothing. of
1: being told that he has to earn his, yeah. his way into stuff. Like you have to, you have to, you know, work hard and then figure mm-hmm. out, like you gotta get your, what was it? You got to get your licks in or like something sure, about sure. that? Sure, sure. You got to take, you
0: take your licks. Gotta yeah. take your licks. So um, I don't know if I'm going to pick it up. Honestly, it's it's not a... I read so many comics right now. If, if it's not tied into the main continuity, it doesn't seem to matter to me. I mean,
1: honestly, the best Spider-Man book right now is Chip Zdarsky. Chip Zdarsky. With um, yeah. yeah Life Story. and
0: it, That's what I hear. But it doesn't tie into the main continuity, so I don't. So read you it. don't do it. <laughs> it doesn't have any impact on the main continuity, so I don't read it. I hear it's good.
1: Oh my! Oh my God! It's
0: so good. I'm not reading any uh, any spider. No, that's not true. I am reading a Miles Morales ongoing book
1: in six one six, and I'm enjoying it. Can I do this real quick and tell you how great it is? So, as a story, what it does is it takes Spider-Man from his initial starting, mm-hmm. and it's the same Spider-Man, same character all the way through. Mm-hmm. It's there's no secondary characters. Everyone ages. And you just deal with it. That's right, maybe it. I'll pick it. It's up. it's I'll so it good up. because each one is a new decade. So it's like sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties. Next one's 2000s. Oh yeah, it sounds cool. It's it, it's it's amazing because Peter Parker is an old man in the nineties. He wasn't like that hip kind of right. guy who was like starring in the cartoon. Mm-hmm. He's like this very old man who is now running a company. So it's Peter Parker that
0: starts in the sixties yep. and it, he ages in real time. He, every decade a number of is, decades. yeah,
1: okay. every decade. Like cool. he's still dealing with his Chips non-interference. Okay. Oh my. Yeah. He's still not. Okay. He's still dealing with his non-interference in Vietnam. Okay, cool. <laughs> like that's how far back this goes. And he's like, as a superhero, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. And you know, I have
0: enjoyed a, a few different, uh, books that are not set in the in the mainline continuity doesn't sound uh, like usually it usually i wire. don't like elseworld books i'm thinking of the brian higgins book that he did the the dark uh the white knight uh dc book you didn't like it i loved it i loved it okay. that is one of the few examples of of elseworld type books that i have enjoyed so maybe i will try to pick this up once this yeah on, you are gonna pick up that new batman,
1: batman with uh, scott snyder and greg capullo
0: i have yeah. I have, I have indeed. Did, did you Last read Night yet? on Earth, I I did. I enjoyed it. It's kind of all over the place, but that's been
1: Scott Snyder's run in,
0: yeah, in did, general. I think Scott wacky. Snyder
1: is one of those guys that's like, I'm not going to build a, st- a, a building. Mm-hmm. I'm going to build a city. That's right. And start from a weird place.
0: <laughs> so it doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah. I'm going to start with the 27th floor and then work my way up. He's like, the 27th <laughs> floor. I know there's more floors above it and more floors below it, but like... Just, just let me start there. Let me start it'll, there. It'll come together. And it'll all come together at the end. Yeah, that's right. He he builds from the middle and he kind of works <laughs> his
0: way up, which is, which is, which is fine. It's it's sometimes he's a good he's very solid. He's wacky. He's tough to follow sometimes, but he's he's I, I he's, he's I'm enjoying to see how the his version of Batman's yeah. story ends. So with, with him.
1: This he's like grant morrison in the mm-hmm. sense that he likes to take everything all together yeah and he likes to add bits and pieces of it but where grant morrison take all of the continuity and try yeah to, trying to make it make sense yeah with grant yeah. morrison he did that he was like batman did a bunch of drugs in the 60s and right. 70s but with scott snyder he's like i remember legion of doom right sure let's get weird with legion of doom mm-hmm.
0: and that works yeah. so i'm excited about that um so maybe I will pick up uh, the Chip Zdarsky it's Spider-Man Man book when it, comes, it. Out, when it comes out everyone who's on listening hardcover paperback. Uh, let speaking of potential paperbacks, Batman in celebration of its 30th anniversary Tim Burton's Batman being in the theaters, there is been there has been some talk uh, by Jim Lee that they get pitches for a Batman, different types of Batman books all the time and all the time. Some of those books are maybe a a revival or continuation of Tim Burton's world that he introduced in the Batman movie that came out in 89, and being a a comic book version of that, a continuation or revival, and it's something that they're open to. So that is tremendously cool for me. Uh, I would love, I think that would be a book that would sell relatively well, Do you you think that world makes sense, though? No, I think that world doesn't work. (laughs) I think it's moody, and I think it kind of works at that time, and I think nostalgia is a very, very strong drug. Oh, it's so strong. But it is wacky. Going back and watching the 1990 Tim Burton movies... There is very little he it, it, it has very little grasp on comics. It tried Tim Burton Burton really tried to do his own thing.
1: Yeah. Well so so Tim Burton does what Tim Burton does. Right. With not at, a lot
0: of like respect for the comics, the source material itself for the most part. Yeah.
1: Well it, it's one of those times where when he did Batman, he was getting his like he was cutting his teeth on mm-hmm. live action movies. Sure. Before that, it wasn't really there weren't very many live action Tim Burton movies or very many movies that had Tim Burton really in them because the only movie previous to this was Nightmare Before Christmas, which he had a hand in, but because he had Tim Burton presents the Nightmare Before Christmas, that's where everyone kind of lost it. I think that's, that's the true thing. If that, if he didn't have his name on Nightmare Before Christmas, he wouldn't have done Beetlejuice. He wouldn't have done Batman. He wouldn't have done any of the other projects later. And he said that when he was going to do Superman mm-hmm. that he was going to take everything he had learned and actually respect the comics and right. create something new and have it much more comic accurate. Have it, have it like a story where he figures out everything. And to do it right, he said, I wanted to make sure that I had everything planned out because I had learned so much from the two movies mm-hmm. for the Batman franchise that he wanted to put into Superman.
0: Well, uh, maybe one day we'll get a chance to... Uh, I'm still holding out hope that for his version, Tim Burton's version of, oh, the an- of Superman, animated that, they, animated, that they somehow take yeah. what was used for the scripts that he made. I know it went through a number of different drafts, a number of different directions. They make that vision, they put it in an animated version. Oh, it would be so good. I think that'd be cool. It'd be so I good. I think there is a market for, for something like that. Uh, a market for a nostalgia property, a revival like... Batman 89 in a comic book form or in an, an even would be cooler an animated version of that universe the Batman well, 89 they also Timberland did
1: universe. um Batman 66 they still do yes. a Batman 66 yep. universe but that's also so this is not unprecedented no but it's also right. written by smart characters who right knew that character knew how to you well, you know, expand get the right, upon that too you got to get the
0: right creative team if you are to revive this probably, universe it's probably just gonna be 89. jim lee
1: and someone else
0: jim well jim lee that's what uh sparked uh, this this uh discussion is that he made a comment over to cnn that they are open to doing future batman tim burton 89 stories i
1: hope he doesn't do interior art he's he's good
0: but i don't i can't imagine that he would do any of the the work? For the well, book,
1: but. it's also one of those times where his art style doesn't fit Tim Burton's. No, God, no art they'd, style. They'd had to, I I couldn't even
0: provide you with an example of who would be best suited for a Batman 89 comic book. Yeah. Uh but I'm I think that's great. I'm glad they're open to it. They certainly have a history of uh revitalizing properties like Batman 66, uh Batman Arkham Knight and making them into their own ongoing comic books. So I think that's really cool. And as a per- with the 30th anniversary, um now occurring um this is the the 30th anniversary of this month, month of June. This is no better time this month, hurrying up, up, hurrying up that announcement, um, making that announcement. Hey, we're doing a to try to um, capitalize on this being the 30th anniversary, making an announcement. Hey, we're doing an ongoing Batman comic book series. Hey,
1: huh? Yeah. And, uh, uh. Whereas
0: otherwise, you know, finally, you have the you know, you have the, the world's ear kind of with it being the 30th anniversary. So I think this is the right time to do it. Not just making a throwaway comment. Oh, yeah, we're open to it. This needs to be the year otherwise you the the 40th anniversary is the first opportunity you have to real the next opportunity rather to do something cool yeah cuz no one
1: cares about 31 through
0: 39 so this is the year they got to announce something this month speaking of making announcements dc they are they're taking their line and they are condensing it they are cleaning up their line whereas they're canceling a number of different uh s- smaller subsex lines that they have over in their overall uh, comic book uh line that they have right now. I'm phrasing this very nicely Uh, that you have uh, a standalone line, which is for more mature readers where they took Vertigo comics Mm -hmm. and they have a number of different books that take place within Vertigo comics that are made for, Older readers, you have Constantine Books, you have a number of other books where they... It, com, um, Vertigo Comics was its own comic book company and yeah. they ate it. Yeah. And, so. they, and they, they made it into its, into its being here over at DC. So it's something they've continued, but because they have their new black label. Yeah, it's and redundant. We well, yeah, we talked about that earlier. Line, and right.
1: it it really is redundant because you can just cancel that imprint and put it all mm-hmm. underneath that and still have right. those stories continue but just under a new label. Um it, it makes sense. I don't know why no one thought about releasing um, these black label books underneath Vertigo. Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't want to mix the two. Maybe they wanted to try out black label, but black label has only been out for what a few, like a, maybe like maybe two six years? months.
0: Yeah, not too long, not too long at all. Yeah. So, beginning in twenty twenty, they are going to be reorganizing all their content over at DC Comics, and having just three comic lines. You have DC Kids, which is self evident. Zoom, zoom. So that existed previously as dc zoom so this is going to be a more hit you on the head this is dc kids this is for kids zoom I don't, people maybe don't know what that is and i guess it wasn't selling that well so a, f- a new fresh coat of paint on that dc as we know it just the main line dc continuity and dc black label so they're going to be canceling of course that puts um dc ink out of print dc zoom and of course yeah. as we mentioned um vertigo comics which was the uh, the history with that is it launched in nineteen ninety three, and it's it produced more edgier um, material. But yeah. now it's kind of redundant now that they are introducing well, same thing the with, Black Label, yeah, which so, focuses on you know more seventeen and older readers. So, do you think they're going to keep Wildstorm? <laughs> That's a question because right, that was one of their the primary books that existed that came from Vertigo Comics. That yeah. they, that they they tried to implement into their mainline DC line to yeah, the, the, varying they, s- degrees of success. Yeah.
1: It, it's one of those times where like you have a whole universe mm-hmm. of characters, but it's superhero characters who are much more violent. Think of kind of like the boys, but right. under DC, like where they have these characters who exist in a world outside of DC, but still somehow are a part of DC. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. It, it, it's a weird thing.
0: Right, so th- I think this is this is great consolidating their line to just three major labels. DC Kids, mainline DC, which is focuses on ages th- 13 and up, and uh, DC Black Label, where that still tells in continuity DC stories, but also you have now the ability to uh, take some of these Vertigo books and put them on the Black Label, and there's less confusion. So that's great. I think that's a, a great announcement that's coming to you in 2020, so uh, up and up for for DC. And uh is that all we wanted to cover this week? I think that hits all of our main topics. So, uh Sean Brennan, this has been a pleasure. Issue once again. Oh, always a pleasure with you. Thank you for uh, joining me once again. Next time you hear from us, you will be hearing a review uh as well as other comic book movie news from that week, other comic news, a review of Spider-Man Far From Home and other what else is going on two weeks from now. Ah, uh, We'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. Then we have no way of knowing that. No, I don't know the future. <laughs> That's I'm right. not someone who, <laughs>
1: when the future came back to my past and kill myself. I didn't do that. You're not a, a Mysterio, no, a
0: mysterious man who steps in between multiple multiverse realities and may or may not be the one. So I've been Sean Dwyer at Sean dot is my Twitter handle at New Super Podcasts. You can find the podcast on Twitter. Uh, look for us on, just do a Google search for Super Friends Super Show you can find and subscribe to new, to try to get new episodes. Every single time they release. we release about every other week. Uh, Sean Brennan, where can we find you? Uh, you can
1: find me at Sugar on Twitter. Yes. You could probably find me, like, muttering to myself on mm-hmm. the streets of Buffalo, usually every third Thursday. That's 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 just the day for me to just like muddle around you're to, just walking yeah.
0: the streets yeah so you're inviting people to just slowly ride in their car from across the street with just like a little uh, headphone and just turn up the volume yeah so yeah they can hear just, your just just ca- just mutterings. come on
1: over just yeah. come on over and follow me you can join too
0: that's right mutter along yeah and thank you for muttering along with us for this past hour uh see you again next time for issue uh issue 180 which is look at us uh, climbing upwards towards the battle to get to the top of the mountain, which is issue yeah, 200.
1: Pretty uh, soon we're gonna skip past Spawn, so suck it, McFarland. That's correct. I've always been saying that. So final thoughts, Sean Brennan, before we close the door. hiccuped Chips Zdarsky, Spider-Man, Life. I like it. I, I think it's Life. Life story, something. Just, I'm sure you can Google. Yeah, Google just, those. just Google Chips Zdarsky. Everything he does is great. Key just phrases, do it. Key
0: phrases, keywords. I'm sure do you, it. you'll find what you need. Thank you for listening and listen next time. That's what I invite you to do. Super fun, super show away.